Check this out. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you're going to shut it for you real quick. Live in the entertainment capital of the world, it's the T.C. Martin Show. Hey, don't roll it. Hit it downhill. With power, you run it straight downhill. You know where we're coming. And we know where y'all going to be lined up at. Now you just got to stop. I'm saying I'm better than you. It's the doctor, T.C. Martin. Peace mode is already on side. The doctor is now in. The beast is alive and well. Glad to have you with us on this Thursday, hour number two. Oh, yeah. Hey, don't forget, tomorrow we get got uh, an announcement to make. We're going to be doing the show on the road tomorrow. We are going to be at Restore Hyper Wellness in Green Valley. That's right. Grand opening tomorrow. My boy Greg Vaughn, that's right, former Major League Baseball slugger, is the proprietor of a new health and wellness operation there in Green Valley. So we invite you to come on by, say hello. Uh, you can meet Greg Vaughn. He'll be on uh, the show with us uh, tomorrow. So we'll look forward to that. But uh, 1550 North Green Valley Parkway. It's right off the 215 and Green Valley Parkway. Come on by. Say hello to Restore. Yeah, located in the Smith's Shopping Center there uh, tomorrow. So we'll be doing the show live. It's a grand opening. Uh, we'll have some goodies out there, food truck out there for you, all that stuff. We will have some giveaways. So we'll be uh, giving away some great stuff for you as well, too. So come on by. Say hello. You can meet Greg Vaughn, Ballpark Frank. And uh, yours truly will be out there doing the show live from 2 to 4 p.m. It is at Restore uh, Hyper and Wellness uh, Fitness tomorrow in Green Valley Parkway and the 215 in the Smith Shopping Center. Are you getting in the chamber? I am not going to get in the chamber. I was going to nominate you for the chamber. So I was out there today, and I checked it out, and they wanted to put me in the chamber. I said, no, I got, I got a show I got to do. But I thought Ballpark would really like that. Numchuck, he's volunteering to go in the chamber. I don't know, man. I'm going to the Aviators game tomorrow night, so I don't know. Cryotherapy, baby. You yeah. like it? I don't. I've never done it. Yeah. I have no idea if I like it or not. So you'll be a guinea pig then. You know, I mean, I'm cold-hearted, so yeah. <laughs> might already have a head start. <laughs> Cold-hearted snake, Paul Abdul. Really never cared for that song. But don't hey, know. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, and join I know, us one tomorrow. Step forward, two steps back, or whatever. But yeah. that's about it. Yeah. And I know she track. was. A, and I know she was a Laker girl. Yeah, she was. There you go. All right, uh, Don Logan's going to join us at the bottom of this hour because it's opening day for the Las Vegas Aviators uh, tonight, so look forward uh, to that. But right now, let's talk a little football, a little Packer football, uh, with our good friend Amon Green, the former great running back of the Green Bay Packers. And uh, now, as we have talked to him before, the head coach there at Lakeland University, doing it all there uh, with with, – with everything. Amon, what's going on, my man? Oh, hey, man, not much. How you doing, TC? We're Thanks do- for having me again. No problem, man. Uh, good to talk to you. Hey, we'll, we'll talk some video games uh, with you in a minute because i got a story that I want to touch on. But but first and foremost, you know, I know that uh, you're still close to the Packers organization. You're, you're back there as a former player and everything. And, of course, a guy in the media as well, too. You've got to be looking at this uh, this Packers Aaron Rodgers thing, and is it kind of a flashback for you, Mon? Because I know I was back there when we went through this in 2008 with Brett Favre and everything, and it just kind of seems like a little deja vu with Aaron Rodgers battling the Packers here. Um, 
Right now, yeah, it's a little bit of deja vu, um, but it's obviously different people, a little different circumstances. It has nothing to do with retirement, even though that word has been floated around here the last week or so since the draft. But, you know, when I look at everything and what I know being here, living here, and knowing uh, some of the players over the last few years and some of the other, i say, conversations, transactions that's happened, and I look at it as a whole. It's just been a, probably more than a big communic- a miscommunication. Mm-hmm. And really, I say Aaron really hasn't said a whole lot, to be honest, which is a good thing, you know. And it's more the, as we do, you know, as sportscasters, as commentators, we, we speculate. And so a lot of speculation mm-hmm. going on. And for Aaron being the smart guy he is, he's probably just sitting back at, wherever he's at Cali right now at his house and just kind of chuckling a little bit. Just, just watching everything just blow, you know, grow and, and have legs. And I said, but for the whole piece of it, like I said in the beginning, it's more of a miscommunication because the first thing that comes to my mind when what's a way for me it tipped everything off and started all this was with uh, the the Jordy Nelson, you know, being released and Aaron not finding out until it happened. You know, and I don't really know the timing when he found out, but I would say. That started even though it was under a different management, but Gutekas was a part, of, a part of the coaching or the scout staff at that time. And Ted Thompson was still um, the GM at that time and making choices and decisions. But I believe that's what started this snowball and then it turned into a bigger snowball in the last three to four years. You know, that is a great point, Amon, because when when that happened, you know, it's kind of a, a foregone conclusion or people forgot about that. But, yeah, it did start there. And then, of course, when they drafted Jordan Love, he wasn't happy about that. How do you feel as a, you know, former player? Do you feel that a, a player, especially a quarterback, does he have the right to say, hey, talk to me about this? I mean, we this is exactly what Deshaun Watson was complaining about uh, You know, with the Texans. We've seen other quarterbacks say the exact same thing. And, uh, you know, Aaron felt like, okay, hey, uh, I'm being disrespected here. I mean, I, I don't know if that's just Aaron. I don't know if it's just, you know, certain people that feel that way. But as a player, right. I mean, again, you know, you'll have the old school guys, and we played the clip from Terry Brad the other day that said, hey, you're a player, just be a player. Don't get involved in, in general manager decisions, and you shouldn't be involved because that's the old school thinking. But I think the way things are today, the way everyone has a voice in social media, a lot of these players feel like they're almost entitled to an opinion. What, what is your thought? Um, I won't say they're entitled. I say when you get to a position where Aaron's at, where Tom Brady's at, Drew Brees, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, you've earned that, you know, voice in the room especially look for example tom brady he pretty much put a grocery list of people down and said hey let's get these people on our team and he was doing it in new england you know he did it in tampa bay and look what happened i say so if you have a player that understands the team atmosphere and really knows okay if we get these players and understand the the financial side that you know what you got to have this in the budget as well to bring these players in and make sure they can have the money in the bank for the players to earn that money, then you then you can have those players speak up you know, and and chime in. But in the end, with Gudikus, with Aaron, with Jordan Love, it just should have been a conversation that had happened, and it didn't happen. And it didn't happen. And he found out probably like all of us did by watching the draft or watching you know up to the draft when Jordan Love was drafted or being projected to go to the Packers. That it should have just been really easy conversation, it, better in person than over the phone or through text message saying, "Hey, we're we're going to go draft." You know, not saying that we're going to, you know, ask you 
could we draft a quarterback to say, hey, we're going to draft a quarterback, just want to let you know so you don't find out when it's on ESPN and the bottom line and you're not finding out through us first. So I think that should have been the conversation. And maybe it did happen, maybe it didn't, but I'm just going off of what I know about being a leader. And when you relay messages, you want to communicate stuff, even if it's hard, a hard conversation, you got to have those tough conversations with your players because your players trust you just as well you have to trust them. All right, Amon Green joins us, the former great Green Bay Packer running back. Uh, T.C. Martin Show along with Frank Harnish here. You mentioned the fact that Aaron Rodgers hasn't really said much. He's just kind of sitting back letting everybody else talk. But what do you get the feeling is the biggest sticking point here? Because the media is reporting that he wants more money because he's not happy about being the fifth highest paid quarterback. Uh, He's got the disconnect with the general manager. He wants player personnel decisions. He wants to be involved in all that kind of stuff. Is it any one of these? Is it something else? Or is it a combination of a bunch of stuff? It's definitely just one in my opinion it's the miscommunication it's the discommunication it's the miscommunication with the gm and that's all it is at the end of the day a lot of these things that happen this is not the first time something happened like this with a starting quarterback or players of prominent positions with the team and when it boils down to it it's not the big thing that you would think it's something real simple just having a conversation sitting down grabbing a tea a cup of coffee and saying hey these are the moves we're going to make in the offseason that may that will affect you because they're, it's your wide receiver, it's another quarterback, it's your offensive lineman, it's uh, your wide, you know, tight end. You know, for me, for example, I remember the O three season. TC, you remember that season? We had that biggest rushing production we had as a team. Right. I myself rushed for you know probably ninety percent of that. I had eighteen hundred yards and some change. You know, set a pack of record, still a pack of record to this day. The following year. Unbeknownst to me, I go home in the off season for like two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks. I come back, Michael Rivera and Mike Wall are gone. Those are my all pro guards and not even all pro guards. My best one of some of my best friends on the team that I hung out with constantly. And now they're going to Carolina. Other ones going to Dallas. And I had no idea it was coming. Coming. Um, was I unhappy about that? Heck yeah, I was unhappy about that. Because for two, like I said, I already said two reasons. They were my best friends. And they were my best. They were climbing we had on the along with the other three guys they started with: Chad Clifton, Mark Tauscher, and uh, Mike Flanagan, and then Kevin Barry as well. So to to find that out, I would have been okay just with a heads up too. Just like you know what, we gotta let go. We gotta let these guys walk because we don't have. A, I'd have been like, okay, I understand the business. This is a professional football. There's a business side of it. I would have got it if they just would have said that. I would have been less bitter about it over the years. I got over it real fast because I got to be, I'm a pro. And I think this is where, you know, Aaron definitely is going to get past. And I don't think he's upset as what we are, like I talking about, speculating. Everybody's talking. Aaron is being Aaron. He's just doing what he needs to do right now until the moment he needs to say something, he'll say it. And then we'll all get set straight. And, 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 and until that time, we could talk, we could bring up different scenarios. But I say the biggest scenario is just a slight communication between him and Goodkiss. And I think you hit the nail right on the head, Iman. And just to to put a stamp on your point there, going back to that 2003 season where you guys had a phenomenal team, a phenomenal offensive line. And I remember, too, that they set a record for fewest sacks 
allowed to with that unit. And like you said, it was a yeah. it was a great unit. And just to kind of put this in in perspective, uh, not to embarrass you at all, but a quarterback and a in a lead running back like yourself, that offensive line means everything to you guys so much so. One of the very first times I remember when I got to town meeting you was when you were taking the offensive line out to dinner. I believe it was every Wednesday night at Maria's. Correct me if I'm wrong with that. But I remember... Did I hit? Did, the day, the, did, the, did I nail that? The day or what? is wrong. It was every Thursday. Thursday, every Thursday. Dang it. it was Thursday. Every I was there, Thursday. and I remember. And I remember yeah. going into Maria's and seeing you and those guys. And it's like, hey, I'm taking care of my O line. It's like Brett taking care of an O line. This is this is what you guys did, and that's why you guys had the bond. Not because you were, you know, uh, most probably picking up the tab, but uh, <laughs> but, but but that the no, bond. It was connection. It was conne- getting that exactly. bond. Exactly. We were a family, you know. So then, once we were in the heat of battle. We could talk to each other a certain way. Yeah. We could yell at each other. We could scream at each other. We could, you know, basically cuss each other out, but but know that it's coming from a good spot. And we just want to make sure you're doing your job. That's it. Right. Don't take it personal. And we we got to that point by doing those dinners, the alignment dinners. And we weren't the only position to dinner. All the positions right. to the running backs, to the linebackers, to the DBs. We all did it because that's what good teams do. We hang out with each other off the field because we got to, we're human at the end of the day. And we, when we have a bad practice, we have a bad game, we got to say, hey, man, my head was here or I was injured and I was just playing with, trying to play through it. I didn't want to let you down. Whatever. You got to have those conversations at those dinners, and that's what a lot of teams do. I believe still teams today, a lot of players still do it today, which is a great thing for uh, players. My head is still spinning a little bit from TC, not remember the date of a dinner date, because I figured he probably took a ton of pictures during it or something. Well, it was only 18 years ago. I mean, come on. <laughs> but when you're doing something like that and when you orchestrate something like this, I mean, who picks the place to go, and is it always the same place you go to, or was there ever somebody saying, like, you know, we really like that place, but can we mix it around? I feel like a steakhouse tonight. <laughs> no, no, yeah, we did. We, did. we mixed it up. Yeah. We, he called it, I guess TC called us when we were always at the Maria, the Latino place, which is very, very, a Mexican food place, which is very good by, at the time. And uh, But no, we mixed it, mixed it up, and I really don't know who picked, because usually the linemen picked, but I don't know who picked it. I will say it will go by seniority, so whoever had the most years in the league, which was before then, you know, before the 04 season, it was uh, Mark Rivera, Mike Wall, Mike Flanagan, and they had seniority over Chad and uh, Kevin Berry and, and Chad and Mark Towser. So, Mon, you know, when you look at this this Packers situation here, you know, I'm like you. It's like this really – there's so many lists. The media is jumping all over this thing about, oh, this is where Aaron wants to go and this is a good fit for him. I think it's a bunch of nonsense because – Right now, the Packers aren't talking about trading him. They don't want to trade him, and Aaron hasn't said a word. And that's the thing. Just when Aaron is going to talk, then there's a story there. But right now, he's not saying anything. And the Packers, you know, what Goody Koontz and Murphy are saying is, we're not trading this guy. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think the Packers will eventually trade, uh, cave in and trade him? Do they pay him more money, or do they stand pat? Uh, I believe, I believe they're going to stand pat. Trading him, no. Mm-hmm. He's league MVP for a reason. Right. Um, um, and then the renegotiating, right now they don't have the camp space, I believe. A lot of players on that team re- restructured their whole deals in this short, um, small offseason already. So I don't think that's the case. I say they just hold in way tight, and when they get an extra time to talk to them, then they'll know. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Amon Green joins us, the former Green Bay Packer running back and also the head coach of eSports, the eSports head coach at Lakeland University. So let's let's talk a little little eSports with you here. I don't know if you heard the story about the the pitcher Blake Snell who was complaining about his rating. Oh, his rating, that one, that picture, because I heard of another player breaking his pinky finger playing a video game. So well, that, that's true. Sure if that, that was it. That, well, that's true. We <laughs> can talk about he, that, too. He hit the table. He, he hit yeah. the table with his pinky or something like that. Right, yeah. right. That was yeah. the Oakland A's pitcher, right, Lasardo. Yeah. What's up with that, Amon? Is, yep. is that a standard thing? I mean, you're getting upset, you're breaking a pinky? What's, what's the dealio here? I mean, there's a such thing as game rage. So it happens <laughs> in a game. You get frustrated. Um, but I think it was for him, it was more of a reactional thing. He said he was playing. I read the article. He was in mid-game and just something, you know, that happened that was all of a sudden and it, it surprised him. And I've been there. You know, I played horror games that, that scared, you know, the boo-hoo out of me pretty much. And I'm reacting like, oh, my God. And that could have been the instant. Not saying he was playing a horror game, but saying he could have had that reaction where his hand jumped and hit the table pretty hard. Um, and I'm, you know, so that, that could have been the case there. Hopefully that is the case. But to, but to the other pitcher and the player rating, trust me, that thing is 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 real as we 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 take it to the to the heart as players. When we see our rating uh, on, you know, obviously that's Major League Baseball, MLB the show. But when I was, you know, I'm on Madden and I see my rating. I'll trust me. I am looking at all the details: my speed, my acceleration, my my catching traffic, my blocking, everything, because I know what I can do. I know what I'm good at, especially when I was playing. And so at the time I was playing, I would always have to call in to EA because I knew some of the developers and complain a little bit because for whatever reason that Holmgren put out there because I was a rookie and a second-year player with the Seahawks, he was like, oh, mom's a fumbler. So they were having me fumble every like every three every three plays. I was like, hold up, this don't make sense. You know, <laughs> Damn. How, how could I be a, a starting running back in the NFL and be fumbling every three plays? I said, that don't work out. You know, so I called Madden and gave him a hard time. But it was all fun and games, really. Because it's a video game, I was just having fun with the guys. If anything, but it still was like, you know, come on, man. Yeah, I'm better. I'm a Pro Bowl running back. Give me some respect, please. Yeah, <laughs> Fumble's probably not a name that a running back wants for his nickname. Right? No, no. But here's, not, the thing, not, here's the thing, Amon. I mean, that, you know, technology's come a long way. Those guys didn't know what they were doing in you know 1999 or whatever, you know, or 2000 with all that stuff. See, come on, man. So Blake Schnell still doesn't think they know what they're yeah, doing. Yeah. So <laughs> right. So exactly. Let's play the clip here. Here's Blake Snell complaining about his rating in the MLB The Show uh, 2021. Here we go. All right. Here we go. How the heck am I 82 gold? What kind of crap is that? 82 gold? Bro, the disrespect. I, that's what I'm saying. Y'all, all right. Can we, get a, can we get a poll in here, please? Do you think I should be an 82, below an 82, or above an 82? Can we get that a poll? I want to see what y'all think. I think that someone says way too high. I appreciate your your opinion, but that's a weak ass opinion, right? Anyways, can we can we make sure? Oh man, what do you he, think? he what? sound like what I was thinking. He, he sound like I was thinking back then. I, I love that as soon as he says, "Let's get a poll up there," the very first person is somebody trolling him on it, and he just goes off on him too. Like, okay, I appreciate your opinion, but that's a weak ass opinion. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just it's part of it's part of our times now. We we have video games that's more prevalent than it was back, obviously when I was playing, and then you know back from the you know the nineties and the eighties, and obviously the seventies, and so it is. 
you know, it's part of our culture. It crosses over into the actual traditional sports. And the game, as, they, as EA tags it, is in the game. That's their tagline. Right. So for us as players, it's like, yeah, you better be in the game. You better have me down right, you know. You know, because we hear it in the locker room. It's more for us. We trash talk each other. Like, dude, you see how blue you are on Madden right now? <laughs> yeah. You know, we we get that comment from players, and we you know we jab at each other. And it's just for us, we have a lot of fun. But for some guys, yeah, they take it straight to heart because they want to make sure that if they're represented, they're represented properly. Did you ever call out a teammate or call out somebody on another team and go, "Man, they got you way too high in this game"? <laughs> Let me think. You know what? I wasn't the trash talker. I didn't harass a whole lot of people. I say if I did anybody harassment-wise, it would have been my good friend, uh, one of my good teammates. It was a couple, couple of really good teammates, but one in particular was uh, Marco Rivera. We, <laughs> I just gave him a hard time. He, he started by giving me a hard time. I don't know because he's a Penn Stater. I'm a Husker now. We're in the Big Ten. I don't know what it what it was, but we have a, we have just one of those connect, unique connections to where we we play we play jokes on each other, so I, might, I definitely gave him a hard time about other things in the locker room other than his Madden rating. <laughs> so Blake Snell complaining about an eighty-two, Amon. So I, I know you, you you check out all the sports and all the different games. Is, is eighty-two really that bad? Is it horrible? What's the deal, yo? If now if he's a guy, he's a perennial All Star. Yeah, that's not good. You got to be ninety plus. Um. I was a 94 during my playing days. I think the highest I got up to was a 96. I say now in Madden Ultimate Team, I get anywhere from a 95 to a 94 to 96. And then sometimes I get the Ultimate card where I'm a 99 and my speed. My biggest thing is sometimes is my speed. You better have my speed over 95 or me and EA going to have a problem. I'm going to have to fly down to Timberon, fly down to Orlando, talk to my boy Clint. And be like, Clint, let's just get this straight real quick. Because I don't want to go back to our football days. Clint Clint's a former football player. He knows what I'm talking about. Great, great guy. We have fun together. And it's all fun in the games for me, really. Right, right. That is awesome. Awesome stuff. Amon Green, hey. the career rating 94. There you go. There uh, it is. 82 is like a number three or four starter or something like that, probably. So yeah. Blake Snell, probably not happy yeah. with that. Well, he's not having that good a year. Exactly. Right now. So Exactly. <laughs> I wonder if anybody ever throws it up in their negotiations, you know, for a contract. Well, you know, uh, the stats here say that not. you're only an 82 gold, so. <laughs> I, okay, uh, so, I hope not. So I num- hope num- that GM is doing a lot more research than that. Nunchuck <laughs> just looked it up. He said that you're a 93 speed rating. Is that See, acceptable? Yeah, they, they wrong. They wrong. No, that's not acceptable. Yeah, that is not acceptable. <laughs> EA, Let's, we got a problem. We got a problem. EA, we have a problem. Let's get EA on the phone right now. I Let, ran a four one forty at my combo at my pro day. Okay, I ran four one seven, four one eight. So that needs to be like ninety seven and ninety nine up. So you're much. so Deion you're saying Sanders. you're saying EA doesn't ex- doesn't stand for extremely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Hey, guys, I got to go. I got you, I got, man. I got a big recruiting kids coming yep. in yep. to eSports. I'm recruiting now, so I got to talk to this bunch. All right, Thanks man. Thanks for having me on the show. Go seal the yep. deal, brother. Great talking to you again. All Take right. care. All right. Yep. Bye-bye. Amon Green, the former Green Bay Packer running back. Yes, he had a great speed rating, great speed demon. And it was so true about the chemistry that you have on your teams like that. And when you get players that are traded away, it's It's devastating. And again, I, I've talked about it before. When you see these guys and you're in the locker room every day, you get close to these guys and you see a guy get cut. It's, it's treacherous. It's terrible. And when you have general managers that say, hey, you know what? You're approaching 30. You got to go. I mean, even though you got plenty left in the tank, 
it's yeah, it's it's very sad, and it disrupt it disrupts chemistry, but also disrupts the success of your team as well too. And what he's talking about that 2003 Packer team, they were legit. They were strong on the offensive line. Offensively, they were rock solid at every position. Ted Thompson came in and says, hey, I want to remake this team. I want to make it younger. This is crazy. Crazy stuff. Yeah, 30 might not be old, but it is for depending on what you do. Yeah. As we know, the average length of your career in the NFL is three years. So, you know, especially with running backs, all the wear and tear. All right. So, yeah, Amon Green talking about uh, that. And uh, he does a, a great job. And, again, this is a real thing. We've had him on the show numerous times talking about the the esports. He's the head coach at Lakeland University there uh, in Wisconsin, which is a powerhouse when it comes to esports. I wonder if they make sure that they always have like a padded uh, cushion next to the games now or something like that, so people don't injure their pinky fingers smashing it into a wooden table or something yeah. like that. You know? <laughs> hey, there is there is game rage. We know that there's road rage. There's oh, there's rage the in everything. Rage. There's ra- exactly. I've had rage in this studio with some of the stuff you've said, and I'm sure you've had it right back at me. <laughs> You're just not usually as vocal about it. I just don't go that far. You know, I'm just. I'm just <laughs> Just, You're more mellow. You're like thinking, like, what am I going to have to eat today? I'm a little. You you might get hangry once in a while, but that's about it. That's about it, exactly. Which and I am hangry today because you know. I didn't get a chance to eat before I got in the studio. So I mean, my blood type is O negative, so I was made this way. So right. you know, just don't take it on me. Who am I? Just I, take I, it on them. I can't question the Lord. Yeah. He made me this way. I am what I am. No soup for you. I need some soup, man. I really do. Don Logan is going to join us. Remind me to ask Don Logan about the menu options this year at the ballpark. There. I don't have to remind oh, you dude. of that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm a, top I'm a, of your mind. I, I might slip. I might forget. You, you know? could. You, know? you might. Yeah, that's important. You just want to yeah, – well, actually, that's a good question for this year because is there limited menu options in that with all the restrictions and everything? That's what I'm talking about. Might not have everything that used to be out there. I mean, we could talk all the baseball you want and everything. I mean, opening night pitchers, starting lineups, all that. But, no, we gotta, we got to get the real deal. The food. Hello, I'm Stephanie. I'm from Germany. Yip, yeah, yo, Schweinebacke. When I'm in America, I'm listening to T.C. Martin Show. I invite you to come on out and join us uh, tomorrow. We'll be broadcasting the show live from on the road tomorrow. Restore Hyper Wellness. That's right. Brand new store. Grand opening. Former Major League home run star Greg Vaughn. He is opening the store. My boy from Sacktown. Yes. And uh, fame from the Brewers, the Reds, the Padres. Great tri- trivia question if you want to throw this at him tomorrow. You know, who's the only guy that got traded after hitting 50 homers in a season? Be Greg Vaughn? It would. It's also appropriate oh. that Greg Vaughn would have a place in Green Valley. That's true. The exactly. GV, the, the GV connection. There you go. Because everything he does is like GV23, GV this and that. But, yeah, we'll be broadcasting the show live uh, from his new place, uh, Restore Hyper Wellness. It is a beautiful facility. Come on and join us. It's in the Smith's Shopping Center there in Green Valley Parkway, the 215 and Green Valley Parkway exit in the Smith's Shopping Center. Come on by. Say hello. Broadcasting live, doing the show from 2 to 4 tomorrow. We'll be giving away stuff. It is the grand opening of Restore. Uh, just a fantastic facility there so come on out so and, uh, so down the road just a little bit from the district and all that area there correct yeah so the district you would go turn right if you're coming off the freeway if you're coming from las vegas you turn left and then on the right hand side smith's shopping center 
and restore is there for you. It's amazing how Green Valley is getting out. They're getting the new ice rink out there for the yeah. Silver Knights. Now they're getting the yeah. ice chambers for the to restore <laughs> right. your health in that. Yeah. Wow. yeah exactly. Keeps you cool in the summertime it coming does. out here. You know who I saw there uh, today when I, when I popped in there? I was over there with Greg. Is a, You probably remember this guy. Uh, former Rams quarterback James Harris. Okay. Yeah. He was there, there in the chamber today. Yeah. So there you go. We're going to get Frank in the chamber. Yeah. How about the Star Chamber? You ever see that movie, The Star Chamber? Maybe a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, classic. Los yeah. Angeles Dodgers. A lot of scenes were in Dodger Stadium there. Okay. Yeah. Now betting Pedro Guerrero in the Star Chamber. I thought you were going to go Pedro Borbon. Yeah. <laughs> no, that'd be wrong <laughs> that'd team. Be, yeah. A guy, I guarantee you, who saw that movie and knows, probably has a good Pedro Guerrero story, is the president of the Las Vegas Aviators, Don Logan. What's going on, Don? How's everything going well here? Good, good. Do you remember the Star Chamber? That put oh, you yeah. on the spot there? See, you remember oh, that? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a great Pedro Guerrero story. I just can't tell it to you on uh, on live radio. Really? <laughs> Not he, even if we uh, censored out? Or? He, he knew how to have a good time. Let me just tell you that. There you go. Pedro Guerrero. Gotta love that voice there. Dodger Stadium. All right. Don, it's opening day. How excited are you? I mean, we've been waiting for over a year for this. More than that. And and it's finally here tonight uh, at the Las Vegas ballpark. It, it It's it's great. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, I, I telling everybody I'm, I'm, I feel relieved, you know, that's, uh, that's tough. Uh, it, it's, you, you wait and, the anticipation last year, and obviously when COVID hit, the whole world got turned upside down, and nobody thought that we'd lose the entire season, and we ended up uh, that happened. And then you know we have to adjust and turn our attention to this year, and then we get pushed back a month. So uh, you know it, there, it's a sense of relief to finally get to play tonight. Talk a little bit about how that off season was, and you still. Uh, you anticipated playing, but you really still didn't know everything. And then you're 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 removed from seeing these guys actually on the field. How difficult was it to put together a roster for this season? Well, that that really falls to the A's, and and you know right. the the good thing is is that at, at this level, I think at the lower levels, it's probably really challenging. But at AAA level, you know these are all forty man roster guys. This everybody that's here. Uh, is a piece of the puzzle that, that that they think they have to have to to win at the big league level this year and last. So, you know, there's not uh, there's not a lot of uh, ambiguity in terms of who their guys are, and uh, you know, there it, it'll be a little different for our fans because some of these guys haven't played here yet. Uh, a good good number of them have, but it, it it's going to be fine. I mean, it's it's a again, it's a, the A's do a great job with. Uh, player development that we do have a, a real interesting group uh some some fun players that uh, people are going to like to watch play big arms uh, big arms in the bullpen so uh, it, it's going to be you know to me i think once we settle in tonight and uh you know you you hear the crack of the bat you watch the, the you know guys running the bases you smell the popcorn you, you get a feel of uh, just the energy that uh, that this ballpark provides probably better than any uh, it, it's going to it'll you know i hope people just kind of snap back and realize well it's one more step in the in getting everything back to normal and uh, you know we're 
just, we're happy to be providing something that, that is normal for everybody. Don, you mentioned the fans coming back and that. Is there anything the fans need to know that's different in the protocol? I, I understand that they might be doing that they're doing temperature checks and things, and is there a limited number of tickets available on that because of the things going on? Because I know we're still going through a lot of uh, different issues with COVID and that. Uh, the ballpark's open, but what do they need to know that might be a little bit different that they're not accustomed to? Well, we're the capacity restrictions are still in place. You know, that's not going to be a full house. So we're we're operating at uh, roughly 50% capacity, adhering to social distancing. Uh, now though, it's three feet instead of six, which certainly is a lot better in, in terms of being able to get more people in here. Uh, but everybody, uh, we're not doing temperature checks, but uh, we have uh, there's a there's two op- options, but people have to be. Uh, screened before they come in and they can we have a a new app called clear similar to what you see at the airport same company uh, it's what they do to get into ballparks and major venues around the country it, it's i think it's something it's an opportunity they saw coming out of covid but people can log on to clear and answer some uh, routine questions just to make sure everybody's healthy and safe uh, if you don't have the app uh, you know, we've got booths set up outside. People are going to be able to go through and get screened. Uh, Major League Baseball has mandated that everybody not actively eating or drinking wear a mask when they're in the facility. So that's that's something that's going to be, you know, I'd say new to baseball, but I don't think it's new to anybody uh, that's been anywhere lately. You know, that's, that's become kind of the norm. Every time I uh, get to some of my clothes out of the laundry i find a mask in one pocket that i forgot to take out so i i don't think that's going to be that big uh we do have hand sanitizing stations throughout the ballpark encouraging people to be uh, to, to be hygiene conscious to you know keep your hands clean that uh, we're going to have monitors at the concession lines and at the restroom lines uh trying not to let people get back to that again social distancing is you know it, you, you hear so many things about COVID. I, I think every, people know it's a, it's an airborne virus and, uh, you know, wearing masks certainly helps uh, mitigate the spread and certainly uh, spreading out, giving people space, not being right on top of each other helps too. And we're going to, we understand that and we're going to do all of that. But, you know, it, it again, it's a, those are small things to have to overcome uh, if you want to get out and play, if you want to get out and enjoy baseball, uh, you know, there, there's obviously there's going to be a few people who just don't don't like it, don't want to deal with it, and uh, that's unfortunate. But you know, I think uh, for the the you know as a community, as, as as really a country, we need to get back to going to events, and we're going to have to you know do things a little bit differently. That's just the way it is. Don Logan joins us, president of the Las Vegas Aviators, the AAA club of the Oakland Athletics, tonight, opening night at the Las Vegas Ballpark in Summerlin. So, Don, what is the season, uh, I should say, the the attendance figures, uh, the max that you guys can put in the ballpark, and how many people are you expecting for not only tonight's game, but uh, for games uh, during the course of this opening homestand? Well, again, it's because of the the social distancing. We can sell, and we have so many season ticket holders. So, uh, season ticket holders are they get their seat, they get tickets for every other game. Uh, we can't give them their specific uh, seats that they purchased. Just we we had to lay it out in two and four seat pods throughout the whole bowl uh, and upstairs. So it you know the 
the actual number is it's going to be around 5,000, to be perfectly honest. we One of the great things about this ballpark is we have so many standing room locations, uh, drink rails all around the the concourse in the outfield. We've got the uh, the porch in right field. We've got a berm area. We've got the bar area in center field. We've got obviously the pool is is uh, it, it's kind of a unique thing. But the, you know the actual number is going to be right around five thousand. And you know that's again that's better than playing is better than not playing at all. And five thousand is a heck of a lot better than nobody. So we'll we'll make do with whatever uh, whatever we've got. When it comes to uh, coming out to the ballpark, I know one of the things, and TC and I were talking about this a little bit, because TC loves all the food out at the ballpark. Oh, absolutely. And so is is there any restrictions on what's going to be served or anything? Have you had to scale any of that back? Or will all those great choices still be available at the various concession stands out at the ballpark? Because I know a lot of people actually go to the games because the prices are reasonable and the food is actually really good. Food's great. No, I, I, the only challenges right now, honestly, are are some of the are, are just labor charges. There's been so many people that haven't worked for so long. Just getting uh, getting a lot of the concession workers back, uh, you know, that's been way more difficult than anybody would have ever imagined. But uh, in terms of the food offerings, it, it's going to be pretty much everything we had in 2019. Uh, you know, I, I know instead of two sausage carts, we're only going to have one. Instead of two co- taco carts, we're only going to have one. Uh, we've tried to spread the uh, the kiosks around a little bit more, just to, to, to again from a social distancing perspective. So, uh, but everything that everybody you know fell in love with out here is going to be available. Uh, we're going to have the burn-in burritos in the outfield. Uh, you know the the helmets of nachos are, are very popular. The burgers, uh, in fact, they were firing those up a few minutes ago, and I already had lunch, and I was thinking about eating again. So there you go. You That's know. exactly what I was thinking. Th- that those burgers, I love those burgers there. Yeah, oh, so it's it's going to be. It'll be. I I don't know that uh, anybody's going to notice that much difference. There, there's a you know a couple of the vendors aren't here that have been here in the past, but. You know, we'll again. We know how important the food is here and was here in in our inaugural year, and we get it, and it, it it's going to be great. Let me ask you this, Don: Will fans notice may increase in in prices at all in the food or even the tickets? No, because this no, is no, a no. business for you guys. We understand you lost a whole year here, and <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, again, a lot of people think that way too. Wow, we haven't been to the ballpark. Uh, I yeah. wonder what's it what's it going to be like. You know, I know a lot of uh, we've had this conversation amongst our yeah, my brethren in the game and a lot of other teams, and you know some. I think backward thinking is that this is a great opportunity to to increase prices. People are going to understand how devastating losing a whole season was, and and I just don't believe that. I think that we yeah, we like everybody else. You know that this affected everybody. So to take advantage of uh, the lost season or take advantage of COVID to to make a few extra bucks is just not the right way to do things. So ticket prices remain the same. Food prices remain the same. Uh, You know, some of the food, 
you know, that it is, it, it's predicated sometimes on uh, just on availability. I know, you know, we have some high-end stuff. I know, like the Frosé, I don't know, you, you probably didn't have any Frosé, but uh, the Frosé that we serve uh, at the ballpark is a little bit different simply because we couldn't get the, the ingredients that, that they had two years ago aren't available anymore. You know, that's one of the other downsides of COVID. It, you know, it, it uh, it wiped out a lot of businesses who just hung it up and yeah. and aren't there anymore. And it, you know, and you know what it did to the restaurant industry. Well, just think about the supply chain that that had to supply those restaurants. There's there's product uh, out that's just not available uh, and basic stuff in a lot of respects. So that that's that's going to change things a little bit. But I I, I don't see yeah, people aren't going to notice aren't not going to notice that. I, I really don't think it. You know. I'm a long-time baseball guy. It's about hot dogs and popcorn and peanuts and beer and soda. And that's, you know, what else you need. There you go. Music to my ears, Don. Uh, the, the the food is there. Again, you know, no price increase, anything. Beautiful ballpark that you have there. Great sight lines. Done. Sold. I mean, that's it. I, I'm, I'm getting out there this weekend. No doubt about it. All right. Don Logan joins us, the president of the Las Vegas Aviators. What about... The product on the field here. You mentioned, you know, you've got some big arms there. Give us a name or two that uh, fans may not know right now, but come another couple months from now, they're going to know these guys. You know, one guy just, and I've not seen him play, uh, you know, but obviously didn't get to go to spring training this year. But the last three days, there's a a guy named Buddy Reed who's uh, uh, playing center field for us. Is special athlete, you know. You can see he he looks like a, an NFL wide receiver, six four, two hundred twenty pound guy, runs very well. He he's the old five tool guy. Uh, he's somebody he just jumps out at you because he, he's got a a skill level that that's obvious. Uh, you know, couple thing, couple guys that I'm fired up about having Francisco Pena, Tony Pena's son. Uh, is back. Uh, Frankie played for us when we were a Mets affiliate. Oh gosh, it's probably uh, eight years ago. And Francisco is is here. He was actually slated to be the backup catcher, and then Austin Allen got called up. Who was? Yeah, I think we'll be back, and he'll be somebody everybody wants to see. But Frankie is he's a great young man. He, I met his wife. Uh, he's driving a Tesla, so he's obviously made some money. And uh, but he he's just a special, special young man, and uh, fired up to have him. And great player at this level. He's he's a you know, an insurance policy kind of player for the A's. Uh, if something happens that, uh, with their catching error, Ms. Garcia already went down, and, uh, you know, Murph is up there and uh, doing a great job. But, uh, you know, Frankie can certainly jump in and contribute at the big league level. Uh, Pete Cosma is a name everybody uh, that follows baseball should know. Pete uh, was a Cardinal, a uh, big league St. Louis player for a number of years, bounced around a little bit, uh, still a very competent player. He's going to be here. Uh, you know, it's just again. I watching BP for three days, watching a couple of simulated games. That's that's pretty much the the background that I have on them. So I, I but th- those are players that you're going to want to see. And you know, the, from a pitching perspective, I, it's pretty funny. At today's game, they're uh, they're all you know they're, they're all big. Everybody's like you know six three to six eight. They all throw. Mid to high nineties, some throw a hundred, <laughs> and 
that's what they do. You know, the guys that throw strikes and locate, uh, they they succeed. Uh, and, and this group, you'll, the, the group of arms is is impressive. It, but that's throughout baseball. I mean, if I think the biggest change just in the game in the last five years is just everybody's gone to power pitching. I mean, you just don't see, you know, the, I don't, is there a knuckleballer still around anywhere? I don't think so. Uh, you know, we got uh, uh, Cam Bedrosian's here. Steve, remember Steve Bedrosian yep. back in the day, yep. the closer for the Braves on their really good teams. And, you know, he throws hard on his dad, and he doesn't even, he, he's just a, just a guy like everybody else that throws hard. So that that's really, the game has changed in that regard. And, of course, uh, hard the guys throwing hard means more strikeouts and more home runs. So it uh, it's it, the game's changed a little bit in that regard, though it, not that much. But uh, it, it's going to be fun for people to see. Yeah, we can't find a uh, Charlie Huff anywhere anymore. Charlie no. Huff's gone. That's Phil it. Negro, Wilbur Wood. The they're gone. Boys, they're gone. Man. <laughs> yeah, Wil- Wilbur Wood also gone from a long time ago. But hey, I, I want to ask you this real quick too, because I've had a lot of people asking me that don't have season tickets. How can people still get tickets out there? Because I know I got a couple friends going on Friday night, and I've also had somebody ask me, "Is Vin the Bat Dog back?" I, I, I'm, I'm sure that Vin is back. No, Vin. He couldn't. He, he, the bubble, it's a very secure bubble. The, the <laughs> players and on-field staff, that you're not going to see anything on the field but the players, coaches, manager, and umpires. Nobody else is allowed down on there. And unfortunately, Finn, uh, Finn's on the aisle for now. But uh, as far as getting tickets, uh, Ticketmaster.com or log on to our website. Uh, you, we do have a few seats available, you know, again, because of the restrictions, uh, our season ticket holders had to be accommodated, but uh, we do have some seats, uh, not many left, mostly standing room, but, uh, you know, one of the, another good thing in today's world is people can, uh, you know, uh, access seats on the secondary market. I know that we, there's plenty of those, uh, there, there's some of those out there, but, Again, it, it, Ticketmaster.com is your best bet. That's the way to go. All right. Well, I know Frank's going to be out there on Friday. I'm going to try to get out there this weekend as well, Don. So if we uh, do get out there, we'll definitely look you up and look forward to it. And, I'll be uh, around. And I'll, I'll be the guy stuffing my face. So I love that. There you go. All right, my man. Uh, good, luck on right, o- fellas. good luck on opening night tonight. Frank, DC, appreciate it. Take it easy. You got it, buddy. There he Bye-bye. is, Don Logan. One I know of the people that were so excited when they had the Finn the Bat Dog bobblehead night. Yeah. <laughs> They still got those things. They still got their bobbleheads. Yeah. See, that means no ceremonial first pitches, too. Can't go on the field. So So there will be a little little bit of differences in that. Yeah, Yeah, there will be. But uh, 5,000 at that ballpark, though, that's going to look like a normal game out there. Yeah, for, it for, for, for a regular week game. And think it about will. it. 5,000 is more than they've been having at the Golden Knights games. Exactly. <laughs> in, in a venue that, that seats about, what, twelve or 13,000? Yeah, about, about half of it. Yeah, yeah so, so yeah. that's going to that's gonna be good. It's going to look good. Yeah, it, it, it should be okay. And, again, hopefully things loosen up a little bit more and, you know, more people are allowed to go there. So, All right. Major League Baseball. we got some breaking news. <laughs> Albert Pujols. Cut by the Angels. Yep. Wow. Year 10 will not happen. Not going to happen. Albert Pujols only batting a buck 98 this year in 92 plate appearances, five home runs, 12 RBIs, one of the greatest uh, hitters of all time, 10 time All Star, career average of 298, 667 home runs. 
2,112 RBIs. Could this be the last we see of Albert Pujols? It could very well be. I'm glad that he got to 667 because yeah. I wouldn't want him to end at 666. Right. That could be a bad karma thing. Right. But it's also ironic that you mentioned this on the day that you say it's Willie Mays' 90th birthday that the last guy to pass him would be yes. you know, retiring today. Yeah. And we just talked about that recently. How huh? yeah. I mentioned it's like, how come the Angels never got any flack for that contract they gave him? Well, the 10-year contract mm-hmm. turns out to be nine. It was nice of the Angels to pay him for mm-hmm. the World Series he won with the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's do a little comparison here. Okay, and we talked a little bit about Albert Pujols last week, unbeknownst to us that he was going to be let go. Now, he's not retiring. He was uh, designated for assignment, basically meaning that the Angels cut him. They've I, retired uh, him from their organization. Yeah, I, I imagine that he will come back. He will play with somebody. I could see it. it. I, mean, I, you know, I definitely could see it, especially I mean, with, He could yeah. be a DH someplace. Yeah. He might put some butts in the seat or whatever. I think he's still got a little bit of baseball left. He does. Certainly... And it, I think a lot of it had to do with his organization because as we talked about before, I'm going to point out these these numbers in comparison from St. Louis to to Anaheim. It, it's it's crazy. This guy has, was still starting basically every day. He had 92 plate appearances up until... Uh, you know, last night. So he's been playing before last night. He played just about every day. St. Louis spent 11 seasons there. Anaheim, he spent 10 seasons. His batting average in St. Louis, 328. Anaheim, the last 10 seasons, 256. Talk about a major drop-off. You know, um, the on-base plus slugging percentage, the OPS, 256 with Anaheim. I'm sorry, 758 with Anaheim. 1.037. There it is. We owe over 1,000 there. Uh, Just amazing. Home runs, 445 hit with the Cardinals, 222 with the Angels. Not surprising, really. I mean, he, he got a little bit older. He wasn't, you know... I, I know at first they said he was taking... He man. took him a while to adjust to the American League. Double the amount of homers, though? Well, it, it, he played basically equal but time. But didn't everybody say going into it? And I know well, usually when everybody says something doesn't necessarily going to be right, but they were hoping they could win a couple of World Series the first half of that contract because yeah. they knew that the second half was basically going to be a wash. And it, I mean, he played well, and then he really kind of hit the skids. But when like he, even if you broke his Anaheim numbers in half, I bet that the first five years are much better than the last five. Oh sure, yeah. There, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. But still, here's here's an interesting one. Best MVP finish. Well, with the Cardinals, number one, he was the MVP. The highest finish he had in his ten seasons with the Angels, seventeenth. Well, he wasn't the MVP of his own team. <laughs> Trout was. I know. But then again, it's because of success. They never had success. And, and that's why it always amazed me that they never took any flack over it. Mm-hmm. The Rangers still take flack over A-Rod, but the Pujols contract with the Angels, they've never, no one's ever really called them out on it. I've never really understood that. I know. I know. Man. It's not, not like they're in a small market and you can get away with it. I know. Well, they've always have been the second team in that major market of Los Angeles, as we know. But I say he comes back. He, he's going to play with somebody this year. He will be on a roster very soon. I still wish I would have bought a shirt outside of Wrigley Field years ago when he was still with the Cardinals. Outside of Wrigley Field, they used to sell shirts that said, the Cardinals take it up to Pujols. Yeah, there. I should have bought one yeah, of those. Yeah, you, you should have. It's never too late the to make Numbshug's one. probably got one. want to thank Amon Green for joining <laughs> us today. Don Logan from the Aviators uh, and Liz Cambage of the Aces. Don't forget, tomorrow, come on and see us. 
Have a good time with us. Uh, come out and meet Greg Vaughn. He will be with us tomorrow. Restore is the place. Uh, great health and fitness uh, spot. Grand opening tomorrow. Green Valley Parkway, 1550 North Green Valley Parkway on the 215 and Green Valley Parkway, the Smith Shopping Center. Come by, say hi. Broadcasting live tomorrow at 2 o'clock. You got to go in the chamber because you're too cold to be told. <laughs>